At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans filling in for Paulie this week as we're live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino is your spot. Our buddy Indy Jeff Seeley is going to be on the show, uh, program in five minutes to go give it out his best bets, outrights, head to heads, whatever else he has at the memorial. Um, I know that you're a big, like, course form, recent form guy when it comes to uh, betting golf. Let me run some guys by you uh, to see if it means anything at all mm-hmm. this week. Uh, people, some people are high on Patrick Cantlay. I know that you're fading him in a matchup this week. You said that earlier in the show. But his course form here, going back last three years, fourth, first, and seventh place finishes. Yeah, his course form's impeccable. Um, unfortunately for him, his current form stinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cantlay's one of my least favorite players, too, because that's one of those guys who just walks around. I, I say he's got the body language of a loser. You know, he he when things aren't going his way, he's frowning, slumping his shoulders. Uh, and lately, he's looked at he's looked that way for two months. So that's not a guy I would expect just to show up and flip the switch. Hey, I'm at a course where I've always played well at in the past. Certainly, it could happen. But no, I don't like Cantley this week. Cantley is uh, Jay Cutler with the body language. Uh, that, yeah, that's a fair comparison. Uh, Matt Kuchar, seven top tens from 2008 to 2017, yeah. including one outright. Uh, no thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Matsuyama. I don't think Kuchar. I don't really. It's going to take exceptional circumstances for him to win on tour again. If you want to bet Kuchar top ten, uh, I would wouldn't quibble with that. But I'm not going to. Uh, that's not a guy I'm looking to play. Okay. I think he's just he's basically there to make cuts and collect paycheck. Okay. Uh, Decky. Which is not a bad thing. Three top sixes from 2014 to 2019, including one outright. And I, I've seen some sharp people make the case for Hideki. This week, yeah, he's he's won here, uh-huh. and <clears throat> I think now he's had some time to uh, get his feet back under him after the Masters and everything that happened. You know, that came with that victory. So Matsuyama's a guy I could see you backing, uh, making a case for this week. He, he's not on my card, like you said. There are so many guys. Yeah, you can talk about this week who have excellent course form. Uh, so I did not play him, but I think you can make a pretty good case for him. McElroy, four top 10 since 2010. No thanks. He's 16-1. Rory's gonna... had one really good tournament basically in the past year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Scott, four top fives going all the way back to 2006. A good question. I'm glad you brought this one up because I'm going to play Adam Scott probably at Torrey Pines. He's got really good course form here. He's also got it at Torrey. 
In fact, he was in the top five. He was in contention at the Farmers Insurance Open earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, and, and he missed a series of short putts and kind of fell apart. But Adam Scott, I think if you can find him at triple digits in the U.S. Open in two weeks, I'm not going to play him this week. At, at 100 to 1, if you wanted to play it, I'm not going to argue with it. But I think Adam Scott's going to play well either this week or in the U.S. Open and Tory okay. in two weeks. Worth a look. Which, by the way, you're going to. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, Justin Thomas has four top eights since 2017. And Kevin Streelman is in good form. Yeah. He has four top tens since 2011. Streelman's one of those guys, Mitch, I don't know how he does it. He looks like I he's know. five foot two and 120 pounds. I agree. He's got those sunglasses on backwards, which just drives me bananas. <laughs> uh, Indy Jeff Seeley's best bets for the Memorial coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. 76ers All Star Joel Embiid doubtful for game five of the first round series of the Washington Wizards today. He suffered a knee injury in the loss to the Wizards in game four. Philadelphia laying six and a half, 229 of the hook, the total at the Wells Fargo Center. At the NHL, Vegas, a dollar sixty dog at Colorado, laying a dollar eighty as the favorite. Five and a half under at Ball Arena. Mark Andre Fleury expected to start in goal for Vegas in Game Two. Walker Buehler on the mound for the Dodgers today, a two dollar thirty cent home favorite against the Cardinals, plus one ninety five. The total is eight juice to the under at Dodger Stadium. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on VSIN.com before you place your next bet. Every day, we're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to VSIN.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes VSIN.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money. With your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Indy Jeff Seeley joins the program now. We'll break down the memorial and get his best bets. He also does a podcast called the Cutmaker Podcast with uh, Tim Simons from HBO's Veep. Yes, that Tim Simons who played Jonah Ryan, loves golf, loves betting on golf, and does it with uh, Jeff every single week. Uh, good to talk to you again, pal. Let's begin with the course overall here at the Memorial. Uh, what you like, what you don't like about the course, and how do you break it down? What are the keys here to playing this bad boy? Hey, guys. So, yeah, this, I love this course. I, I love Muirfield Village because I, it provides a lot of birdie opportunities, but a lot of opportunities to blow up, too, right? So it's a 7,500-yard 7, par 72. There are four holes with a birdie rate higher than 30%. The par five, number five, has a birdie rate of 40% and a 2% eagle rate. But there are six holes with a bogey rate of higher than 20%, with two holes having a double bogey rate of over 5%. So that includes the brutal 16 through 18 that all have 20% or higher bogey rates and 4% chance that a golfer will double, if he plays four rounds, will double either 16, 17, or 18 throughout the course of the tournament. So it has a, it's a really tough finish. There's plenty of holes you can score on, but it makes for, it makes for a very entertaining tournament, as we've seen throughout the year. So I'm super excited to watch Memorial this week. What do you think of the pricing for this tournament? Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I'm looking at the odds here at Circa, and no matter whatever book you go to, there are like nine guys who are below or under 20 to 1 to win this thing. Yeah, there are, and there's there are five guys in this range I, I legitimately think can win. I mean, you could probably make a case for all nine, I, I would guess. Um, you know, I, I know Matt said he likes Spieth, and, and um, Spieth's not a guy I would necessarily play this week. Just I played him last week, and I'm probably a little I probably a little recency bias there after watching him completely suck on Sunday. Um, but, I mean, Rom, Hovland, JT, Morikawa, Xander, all those guys could win, but there's no real 
there's not, I don't think there's a ton of value in any of those guys, those prices. So I looked up the board a little bit in the 20 to 50 to one range. All right, let's do that. Let's look up the board a little bit. And uh, last week, Jason Kokrak cashed for me at 62 to one. Uh, I'm not going to look that high on the board necessarily this week, but let's go to uh, Corey Connors at right now. I think at the at circa you can still get him at thirty to one, so that's a pretty good number on a on a player who's seems like he's in the top twenty every week. Jeff, no, no, Corey Connors is, is a terrific play, right? And and you get him at thirty one, that's a great number. Comes in over three overall on my model this week. Um, he's you know he's if you look at um, you look at Morikawa, who I like. He and Connors are very similar players in tournaments where Connors has gained putting. He's finished ten, excuse me, top ten in five of his last six. So even when he's losing stroke putting, he's so good that he puts together top twenty fives in three of his last four, despite losing over stroke to the field putting. So, um, guys, he's averaging gaining over seven strokes tee to green in his last eight tournaments. That's just incredible, absolutely incredible. And in a tournament where long irons and ball striking are everything, it's a really good price on Connors. He's looking for his first win in two years. You know, 30 to 1. I like Connors. Another guy who profiles somewhat similarly is Joaquin Neiman. You can probably find him. He's 30, 33 to 1 on DraftKings. You can probably find him in that 35 to 1 range. <laughs> like top 10, 3 to 1 a lot on Neiman. He's not quite as good, Peter Green, as Connors, but a far superior putter. He did finish sixth here in 2018. So we know he can play here. Coming in in solid form, made every cut in 2021, has three top 10s including back-to-back runner-ups back in January. So the key for Neiman is going to be a short game, which is, which is absolutely critical. If he can get up and down and gain six strokes putting again like he did in 2018, I like Neiman's chances to win a lot. And then speaking of getting up and down, Matt Eumann's favorite golfer. Oh, no, Patrick here Green. we go. Oh, no. Patrick Reed, no, baby. Stop. We, we, I mean, we we, we got to go here. I mean, Patrick Reed statistically doesn't grade out amazingly initially, but when you take a look at it, he has four top tens in his last nine events, and two top tens here, and including last year when he finished tenth despite losing strokes on approach. And the key is the scrambling. The guy's elite around the greens. He's a very good putter. He gained five strokes putting here last year. But Patrick Reed can put it together again. Look out for him. <laughs> this is where Matt Humans leaves the set. Every every <laughs> every freaking week, it's Wes Reynolds or Hindi <laughs> Jeff. Fat Pat Reed's on their list every freaking week. Well, I, I will, I will huh? tell you this, Jeff. I yeah. asked Matt yesterday like to name a golfer or two who he has bet on a lot to win, mm-hmm. and they haven't yet, or when he has money on them. The guy that would be the most devastating if they won the event and he didn't have money on them, he actually the first guy he rattled off was uh, Neiman yesterday. And you, don't, you haven't bet him yet, have you? Yeah, I did. Oh, actually, did? I was going to mention that right before the okay. show today, Jeff. So I bet Neiman in the uh, first tournament of the year, Tournament of Champions at Kapalua, the plantation course, and I had him at 40-1. to sure. one. He had, uh, I'm going to say, an eight-foot putt to win. Yeah. He blew it. Yeah, I remember it. He blew it, lost in a playoff. Uh, Harris English, I believe, won that. And Jeff was doing a victory dance because Jeff had, <laughs> Jeff had a Harris English. And I was on the flip side. I was depressed. So I got you back last week. I had Coke Rack and you had Spieth. But that's okay. Uh, true. A lot of times we end up on the same players. And we're going to end up both on Neiman here. I walked in. I checked out the Circa Odds board. Jeff Davis does a great job adjusting uh-huh. uh, the numbers. Joaquin Neiman at 48 to 1 at Circuit. What a number. That's and I, an amazing number. Yeah, I've been playing him consistently this season. I didn't put him on my list of plays this week, but ever since I saw, took that bad beat in the first tournament, I'm like, all right, this guy wins and I don't yeah. bet on him. Yeah. I'm going to be so ticked off. So I played him at 48 to 1, Jeff, right before the show. Mm-hmm. Well, well, guys, I'll tell you a guy that you probably has amazing price at, at Circa that I haven't seen yet, but a guy who actually profiles very similarly to Connors. But you're going to get a better price on is Keegan Bradley. I mean, Keegan Bradley has gained an average of eight strokes tee to green over his last five tournaments. And here's the more amazing thing: he's actually gained strokes putting in four of them as well, wow. which is an amazing accomplishment for Keegan Bradley. He has three straight top twenties, including a runner-up finish at Valspar, Valspar back in May. He has tons of experience with this course, having played here nine times. He has back-to-back top tens to his credit here. Um, back in 2016 and 2015, where he finished eighth back to back, and he ga- he averaged four, uh, gaining four strokes putting back in 15, 16 when he w- when he went back to back top ten. He does that again. I don't know what it's, he's probably what 50 to one there or something. 
I'm looking right now. He's forty-four to one. Okay, that's a that's a really good price on Keegan Bradley. Forty to one on DraftKings. I like that play. And then my longest play of the week, guys, and I'm I'm a little surprised at this price. I bet Matt Wallace eighty to one to win. I bet him top ten plus six fifty, and I bet him top twenty to two to one. He struggled a little bit back to back weeks, finishing outside the top fifty. But I think actually think that's helped his price for us. Prior to the PGA Championship, Wallace had top twenties in three of his four tournaments, including a third to Valero in early April. He's typically very strong around the greens, and his putter can get hot. Last year, when he finished 39th of the workday and then fourth in Memorial in back-to-back weeks, so over those two weeks here last year, he averaged gaining four and a half strokes around the greens and five strokes putting. So if he can hit his irons at least field average this week. And as his short game and putting to stay strong, I think we could have some really good value on Matt Wallace, 81. I'll tell you this, Jeff. Either uh, Jeff Davis here at Circa agrees with you this week, or they are taking money on him because he's at 65 to 1 this morning. You have a great number on him. Holy cow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really surprising. I'll tell you guys, the one, the one big anomaly that I, I noticed, and Morikawa is number one in my model, just to throw that out there. But, and, I, and I bet Morikawa, I don't, but I don't love the price. Here's what's so weird for me with Morikawa. Last year, you'll recall, the work day was here, that he had an amazing run, made like a 90-foot putt, and ended up beating Justin Thomas. And then the following week was the memorial. Morikawa went from gaining eight strokes putting here to losing five strokes putting the following week at the same freaking course. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that has me nervous about Morikawa, is we know the I mean, Tia Green, I mean, he is... I consider him even better than Justin Thomas iron-wise. I think he's the most elite iron player on tour. His putter is just so erratic, you literally never know what you're going to get. It's hard to argue. He's the tour leader in greens and regulation and um, strokes gained approach. Talking about Colin Morikawa, and uh, I bet him as well this week, Jeff. I want to ask you about two popular public plays. Uh, one is uh, Ricky Fowler, who's a 75-1 to here. At uh, circuit, and also Tony Finau, who's about thirty to one. Finau was the leader after eighteen and thirty-six holes uh, last year. He's a horse for the course. He's got excellent course hi- history here. He's also got it at the U- uh, at Torrey Pines, where the U.S. Open is going to be in a couple of weeks. You were talking about playing Matt Wallace uh, top ten at plus six fifty. Would you consider a play on Tony Finau top ten at two to one, or is that price just not good enough? You know, I know I don't. I don't mind that honestly. I mean, Tony Finau, I think, is always a great top ten play. I'll never bet him to win until he wins, but he's always a great top ten play. So I, I don't mind either one of those. Um, and I, yeah, no, I could get behind Finau at top ten. Ricky Fowler is asking a little more. I mean, uh, yeah, he 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 rallied and he's he's shown a little bit here lately. Um, I need to see a little more from Fowler before I bet him. But um, I I hope he I hope he can get back to playing well because I think he's good for golf. Hey, uh, before we get back to the memorial and some of your matchups and uh, analysis here, since you're talking about Patrick Reed and I throw in Tony Finau and some of these guys who have excellent course history at uh, the Colonial, how about Torrey Pines? Who are you looking at? Give us an early uh, sense of who you're looking at for the U.S. Open in two weeks because uh, we have a lot of course history to work with there as well when we handicap that event. You know, honestly, Matt, I was I, when I look at a little longer out, and I look at guys that I was I was trying to find some bombs that I kind of like mm-hmm. for Tory Pines, and and two guys that I I came across that are in the eighty to one range that I like, and one of you mentioned earlier. I mean, I and again, I, I, there's course history, but then there's just like guys who I think are a good fit. I like Max Homa at eighty to one. I think that's a good price for, for Max Homa, and I you I know he just won, but I like Kokrak again. I mean, at eighty to one, I like both those guys. Eighty to one, they're you could, or you know, further guys further up the board that um, you know I haven't I haven't run the Tory Pines model again yet. I haven't spent time a lot of time looking on it. But guys, I mean, shoot, those guys are higher than like Matthew Wolf. Could you imagine taking Matthew Wolf over Kokrak or Homa right now? Oh. I couldn't. <laughs> no way. You know, so I look at guys like that. You know, obviously Phil will be interesting and he'll be popular. But um, as far as two longer shots, those are guys I like and. I mean, you mentioned Adam Scott earlier, Matt. And he's forty to one. I'm not. I'm not going to touch Adam Scott forty to one on DraftKings, but forty. Um, forty. He's uh, he, right he's up around a hundred out here. Wow. Well, there you go. You got to shop around. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I think Adam Scott. I would have to get triple digits. I'd have to get a hundred to one to play him right now. But for sure. Yeah. 
Who do you like in matchups this week? Guys, I played, I mentioned Corey Connors. I played him over Hideki. Um, I played Victor Hovland, who I, again, like a lot this week, over Rory McIlroy. And then uh, I know Matt, Matt likes Spieth, but I, I played Morikawa over Spieth um, just because at some point the Magic Fairy does have to fall off Spieth like it did on Sunday, and, and uh, I like Morikawa here a lot. Very good. Jeff was all over Spieth last week. This week he hates him. How many times you mentioned you hate <laughs> Spieth this week? <laughs> I just, which means he'll probably win, so you might as well back up the track on Spieth. <laughs> hey, what about? Hey, I want to ask you about another player, John Rom. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of analytics cappers love this guy every week. He takes money in matchups. He takes money on the futures board. Uh, Rom's actually obviously got the um, uh, the course history working in his uh, favor here as well. Uh, why haven't you mentioned John Rom yet today? You know, honestly, Matt, it's, he's he he's the lowest, he's the biggest favorite on the board, and at least the, where, where I'm looking. And and I and again, you're right, you're absolutely right. Math guys and I um, love Rom all the time, but I think they they factor in a lot more long term form than I do, perhaps, and weigh it a lot more heavily than I do. I mean, you'd have to weigh long term form really, really heavily for me to bet John Rom this week. I mean, he grades out fine, but not for the price. Um, and, and again, I'll take Connors, Hovland, Morikawa, JT for that matter, guys who have, I would say, similar talent um, and, and, you know, frankly, better recent form than Rom. Um, it's just not, not that Rom's been terrible. Um, he's just not, he's just not, a, not for the price. I'm, I'm not right. going to play. Now, again, if Rom came in at 20 to 1, sure, I'd be all over him. But yeah. but not at his price. He doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, I understand. I I'd, I'd really never bet Rom, but that's a guy we're going to be talking about in the U.S. Open in two weeks too. No question. He's, he's got no the question. course form at uh, Torrey Pines as well. What about uh, Bryson DeChambeau? Your guy is Brooks Kepka, and uh, DeChambeau at eighteen to one this week. Right now at circa, how do you assess Bryson's game at this point? You know, honestly, Matt, he's he's. I mean, it's tough. It really is tough. I mean, I've been on Bryson. Um, a couple times recently, and he's he's just been not great. Um, I don't necessarily love him here. I mean, um, not that I mean, because you know, drivers not going to be, um, you know, driving distance. Sure, it always matters some, but I, long irons what matters way more here than driving distance. Mm-hmm. And his accuracy with his long irons just isn't great. His short game's not great. Um, so I mean, his putting is generally good, but his, his Short game's not great, his and his irons aren't great. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys I prefer over over Bryson just because of that. And I think you know he's automatically priced down just because of uh, because he's Bryson. Uh, again, so if looking at the price, there's no way. I I mean, there's six guys I would take over Bryson. Okay, fair enough. You can go and subscribe today to the Cutmaker Podcast with our buddy Indy Jeff Seeley. Excellent analysis as always, my friend. Good luck this week. Thanks, folks. Take care. There you go. The breakdowns across the board. Uh, let's follow the money the here on the best golf handicappers out there. Yeah, the Sports Betting Network, live in downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino up next. Uh, some NFL discussion coming at you. Uh, looks like they're anchoring down and calling his bluff. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook, offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Have you made any NFL bets yet here in the offseason? I don't believe I have. I've looked at win totals. I've not written about them yet for uh, Point Spread Weekly. I've looked at week one. Uh, there's no bets I wanted to jump on right away. Uh, oh, I did make one. Sorry. I bet the Vikings to win the NFC North at a, a good price at the South Point. Plus 350, I think. That's a good number. Plus 350. Vikings won the NFC North. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that number is long gone. That's the only uh, NFL bet I've got in my pocket up to this point. As you look at I'll the have, NFC. I'll, I'll have plenty more. I'm sure you've got some. I only have a couple um, at this point. But it, you're looking right now at the NFC North numbers. Packers win total off the board at a lot of spots. I, I wish books would take a stand and just put a number up. Right? Well, some books have. What have you seen? Have you seen nine, nine Packers? and a half? Yeah. I've seen 10 and a half and 11. Wait a second. Yeah. I didn't know that. You've seen 10 and a half and 11 for the Packers? William Hill opened 10 and a half and... Uh, okay, was a, no, I didn't know that. Okay. I saw two, two separate books. One opened 10 and a half. The other opened the Packers at 11. They opened 11. You, and you have to bet the Packers under 11 if you can find that oh. number out there anywhere. 
I'm going to have to look around today. Even if Aaron Rodgers comes back, I would bet the Packers under 11. Look at the schedule. Oh, the schedule Look is at the a, Packers oh, schedule. Boy, oh boy, you yeah. saw, saw eleven. Yeah, this is news to me. Okay, all right. Here, I'm gonna look. Oh, while you're talking, I'm gonna look it up because I saved it in here. Hold on. I've only made two bets so far that I can think of. Um, three. By the end of the segment, I'm gonna have seven. <laughs> I do have uh, Davis Mills three hundred to one rookie of the year. And Trey Sermon, 60-1 to one Offensive Rookie of the Year. Made those two bets. And I have the... I'm thinking about making a Trey Sermon bet as well. Okay. And I bet the... I think you talked me into that one. Raiders win total under 8, laid minus 130. Okay, so I actually kind of like the Raiders over 7. I've seen some books with uh, as low as 7 on the Raiders. Yeah. If, if you're going to play under 8, that's a different story. Uh, the Raiders do have 9 home games. It's a 17-game schedule. They have nine home games, and actually, uh, when I went through their schedule, I could see the Raiders winning eight, nine games if things go right. Um, but I thought seven's a low number. They've got to go six. <laughs> think about it. Uh, six and eleven for you to lose that bet if you bet over seven. Yeah, I know. The- I don't think they're going to be as bad as six and eleven. Hey, you're still talking about a team that was a play away from sweeping the Chiefs, and I think they were what four and two. Against the division last year? Right. And this division is legit. And if Aaron Rodgers joins the division with the Broncos, it's going to be that much tougher. Sure. I, I actually... Still, I, I don't think the Raiders are going to be as bad as 6-11. and 11. I know some of the local media here saying they're going to go 8-9 and nine or 9-8. and eight. It, Like it's going to well, happen? Like it's an afterthought? Local they're media miss the playoffs? is always going to be optimistic. Yeah, so I was like, guys, <clears> I might want to pump the brakes a little bit. But I also... I, I, I saw 6.5, by the way, on the Raiders. At a legal sports book, not here in Nevada, but there was a six and a half up. There is. I'll bet over six and a half. That's what I. So I was kind of hoping that six and a half would come out here in Nevada, and I never saw it. But um, I do like the under eight, though. I, I, to get to nine wins and beat me with that schedule, I think is going to be difficult. But if I could see six and a half, I'd come back and bet that over. I think there's a chance it can land at seven or eight. That's actually a good idea. I think tell, it's lo- tell me during the break where we can find the six and a half on the Raiders. Okay. Is it still up? I will look actually during the break. I'll it was, tell you it right was up now. for weeks. Uh, Caesars, William Hill, opened the Packers win total at 11. Packers win total opened at 11 on April 16th. And DraftKings, on the same day, opened the Packers win total at 10.5. Oh, my apologies. I completely missed that. Um, All right. I would definitely look at going under 11 for the Packers. And the organization came out. Oh, this is a report in The Athletic that said, uh, yeah, they're not going to trade him. Because they don't believe that Roger, they're calling his bluff, basically, right? Well, Saying that if he play, he's not going to play anywhere else. Packers do a lot of things wrong in their front office. We'll talk a bit about this a little bit more. We don't have time to get into it, but yeah. I, I think they're they're going to find a way to screw this up, and you probably agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably the favorite on the board for them to screw it up. We'll continue this talking about this whole idea of calling Aaron Rodgers bluff. We'll also go over some other division prices and uh, throw up some first coach fired numbers. And maybe Coach of the Year odds as well coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Today from the OddTrader.com studio here at Circa Resort and CasinoOddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. You're going to get real-time bet tracking. You can also compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses on the website at OddTrader.com. Talking a little NFL here uh, during this part of the show. When we got into this uh, Packer story on The Athletic, it's been written about elsewhere. Looks like uh, the organization, they're digging their heels in. Not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. They're going to call his bluff. If he doesn't play with us, he's not going to play anywhere, yada, yada, yada. He's going to have to write a big check if he doesn't uh, play for the Packers. Yep, yep. And got to so, return some signing bonus money. Uh, it's it's a check north of $25 million, It is. I believe, yeah. It is. It's a lot of money. When you're 37 years old and you realize, how many years do I actually have left in this sport? 
you know, unless you're somebody like Bill Gates, uh, you don't want to write a check for $25 million. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that kind of type of money where he's just going to say, uh, yeah, no sweat. Uh, you know what? I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to write this check, and I'm going to retire, come back next year, and uh, I can pick my spot. I think the Packers are going to screw this up because if this guy doesn't want to play for you, don't force him to come back. Mm-hmm. And you drafted Jordan Love for a reason. Mitch, why did the Packers draft Jordan Love? Because they believed Aaron Rodgers was close to the end of the road. Of course they did. All right, so then he proves them wrong. He comes back, he's MVP. Okay, still, you believed he was close to the end of the road. You drafted Jordan Love for a reason. Mm -hmm. If you liked Love, how about making him the future now? And get as much as you can in return for Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to call his bluff. And here's why I wouldn't call his bluff. And, you know, I think a GM like Michael, former GM like Michael Lombardi would probably have a different opinion than I do because uh, as a GM, you don't want to be known as the guy who traded the MVP. You don't want your legacy to be the guy who traded Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? I think you got to forget that. Swallow your pride and do what's best for the organization. And the best thing for the Packers would be to get back a couple of first-round picks, a couple of players, and make the team better. And again, you're the guy who drafted Jordan Love. You believed he could be the future. Uh, don't be afraid to move ahead with him now and get a ton in return for Aaron Rodgers. I See, I'm a stubborn person, too, and I would like to, if somebody's threatening not to play for me and is being an ass, I would I would be compelled to call his bluff as well. I would say, you know, um, F you, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead, sit out, write us a check, and you can retire. But I think you have to reconsider that stance and say, let's do what's best for the future of the organization. If this guy doesn't want to play here, let's get as much as we can for him. Yep. You know, there's a, a thing like in betting. Jonathan Von Tobel, you used, when you did the show with him, JVT, you guys had a segment called Sell High, Buy Low, mm-hmm. right? Which, you know what? Uh, that show's no longer around. I think I'm going to steal that and make it mine moving forward. <laughs> we'll do that. I'll take credit for that. Um, but the Packers have no idea... It's quite obvious, right? They have no idea how to sell high and buy low. Uh-huh. I mean, this is a perfect example because they completely screwed this up now over the last couple of drafts. Sure. And moving forward, and now this, the unwillingness to actually consider trading Aaron Rodgers where at 37 years old you can get a haul for the guy who just won the MVP. It's actually a great idea. But they're like, nope, not on my watch. You're selling high. Right? Absolutely you are. Selling high. You'll never be in this spot again. He's 37 years old. His value is not going to be at the peak uh, like this if he comes back. I said I, I like the Packers under that Caesars William Hill uh, win total of 11 where it opened, <clears throat> even if Rodgers comes back. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's, his mind's not going to be right. He's, he's been running around with his fiance in Hawaii telling people he never wants to play for the team again. You're going to tell me he's going to step back into the camp and be Aaron Rodgers of 2020 and light it up? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think his head's going to be in the right place. And also, this Packers schedule is brutal. It's a first-place schedule. Yes. And it's very difficult. And if you're the GM, you could say, well, you know, if we start Jordan Love, what are we going to be, a six-win team? If you make a deal with the Broncos, you can bring back Teddy Bridgewater, right? Get something in return, like a couple of players. A couple Patrick of players. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you could compete with Bridgewater. Uh, Jordan Love could learn under him for one more year. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for the Packers to make the deal. That said, when you listen to the Lombardi line, you're probably going to hear the opposite because no GM wants to be known as the sure. guy who traded Aaron Rodgers. Right. And yeah, we've actually <clears throat> never been right in the shoes of a GM sure. like Michael Lombardi has before. So I wouldn't want to be known as a GM who traded Aaron Rodgers either. But at the same yeah. time, you have to reconsider everything and say, hey, let's do what's best. For the franchise, if this guy doesn't want to play, we have to move on. So did you bet the Vikings to win the division based on a couple of things, like liking the Vikings this year and the idea of Rodgers not coming back and playing for Green Bay? Well, I looked at the rest of the division, okay? Yeah. The Bears, who knows what the Bears are going to be. If Justin Fields is the real deal, uh, the Bears could be the best team in the division. Uh But we don't know. That's still a rookie quarterback. Sure. The Lions, who's going to pick the Lions to win the division? Nobody. Uh, the Vikings, I think, are in the best position to overtake the Packers if Rodgers doesn't come back. And if you look at Green Bay and Jordan Love's a quarterback, 
Packers are not going to win that division with love at quarterback. I, I totally said agree. it's a brutal schedule. The Vikings have a much better schedule. So yep. I thought a plus 350, uh, that was a pretty good bet. I bet that at the South Point maybe a month ago. At that time, I thought Rodgers is not going back to Green Bay. Now I think there's more of a chance he will mm. because you don't want to write that check. Yeah, he had some. And if the Packers are serious, money, like this story we've talked about, if they're serious about trying to call his bluff, he's going to have a big decision to make. Okay. Uh, we're going to get to, like, first coach fired and coach of the year numbers coming up in about five minutes. You noticed this tweet yesterday from uh, Kirk Herbstreet. Can you imagine this? Well, no, we, just, I can't. we went over the, the burger bracket yesterday and how you have the, uh, you know, fast food rankings coming out again this year. He tweeted out, it's been five months since I tested positive for COVID. Still can't taste or smell. And he's asking around, anyone else experienced this? Did it ever come back? Haven't tasted a meal since late December. Is this my new normal? No taste, no smell at all. I actually feel kind of bad for Kirk Herbstreet for the first time. Could you imagine not being able to taste or smell your food for five or six months? Oh, my God. I actually had, uh, I had COVID, I think, in November, and I didn't even know it. Never felt bad for one day, didn't know it. My, I tested, I had, did a blood test, and antibodies of COVID were in, were in my blood. So yeah. I had it, overcame it, never knew I had it. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, the McRib being at McDonald's for two months, and I, every day I went there to get the McRib, and I couldn't taste it, Mitch. That would be the biggest loss, huh? That would be hell. Would be the McRib? Could you believe if you I have a McRib sitting in front sauce. of you, you can't smell or taste the barbecue sauce on the McRib? At what? So, it's only, because that's like a limited time only kind of deal. It's like, it comes back for about six weeks, two months tops. Imagine like the first week or two when you're buying 20 McRibs at a time. And, he, and, and you're he, like, I can't, you would just, the appeal would completely go away, right? I just wonder what it's like in general. Uh, anything you're trying to eat for five or six months and you can't smell or taste, that's bizarre. How man. do you, you like, wouldn't you just lose a ton I of weight? lose a lot of weight. Yeah, you have no desire to eat whatsoever. As promised, first coach fired numbers, coach of the year odds in the NFL coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now. Get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app. Sign up using the promo code VSIN and get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, prices counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, the number is 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Uh, rolling along here on a Wednesday, Mitch Moss and Matt Humans downtown Las Vegas is the spot. Circus Sportsbook inside the resort and casino. We've been talking uh, some NFL here on this Wednesday and uh, first coach fired numbers are up. Coach of the year numbers are up. <laughs> uh, I made the case, I think it was last week that uh, Mike Zimmer for the Vikings at 11-1. to I know you have them to win the division, but if it goes sideways, and they could, and they go on the road, they get the Cardinals and the Bengals in the first two, week of, two weeks of the season. They have a couple of other tough games Ooh. before their bye week, and after the bye week is where it really ramps up. Mm-hmm. Like if they falter this year and uh, really, really struggle, because he's been there for a while. They've had good teams. Um, really hasn't done a lot there. And the, I know they made the AFC, uh, NFC title game one year, and they got blown out against Philadelphia, but. If it goes sideways on Minnesota, I could see Zimmer getting fired first. Uh, I could too, actually. And uh, like you said, if it goes sideways early, let's say the Vikings lose that opener at Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things could turn ugly early uh, for the Vikings. I went through the entire league, just assessed every coach's situation, and I found only, I want to say, three guys who I think are in trouble going into this season. And I'm going to say two and a half. We'll call it two and a half men uh, because okay. I don't think Jerry Jones is going to fire Mike McCarthy. Neither do I. He, Jones is one of those guys I'm going to stand by my man, right? No matter how bad he is, no matter uh, how fat he gets or how goofy his uh, coaching decisions are, Mike McCarthy's probably going to stick the whole season for the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't see. Like, if he's gone, I think Jerry's going to give him the entire year. Mm-hmm. If it's a bad year, and then, like, come January, it's going to be like, okay. It's been real for two years. We're yeah. going to move on. Yeah. I'm going to say Vic Fangio and Mike Zimmer, and that's it. Okay. I don't think Matt Nagy's in trouble. I do think Ooh. he was before. Okay. But now with Justin Fields, I think Nagy's going to get a little bit more time. They're going to say, hey, let's see how this rookie quarterback develops. You're not going to fire Nagy after you just drafted Fields. It'd be kind of silly. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I, I think he was seriously on the hot seat at the end of last year. Yeah. But now you kind of have a second lease on life when you have – uh, Fields coming in as a rookie quarterback, and you feel like you got a fresh start, right? You're moving on from Trubisky. Let's see what this coaching staff can do with Fields. And you have to give him some time. Even if you have a bad first couple months, no I doubt. don't think you fire do you, the coach. When do you think Fields takes over as a starting quarterback? And I would say after the first month or so. I do think you know, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, is going to get to start for the first month. And if the Bears start 1-3, and three, you go to Justin Fields. That's when you pull the trigger and put him in. You know, that's... That's going to be hotly debated between now and uh, late August. But I think that's the way I would play it. And again, a lot of people want to be impatient. They want to rush the rookie quarterbacks on the field now. And if you read the reports out of Chicago, even the most cynical 
uh, reporters I know in Chicago are raving about Justin Fields and how great he looks in practice. Yeah, they are. They're they're swept up in the hype. Uh, but you can't forget the guys like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. They sat out. They stood on the sideline and yep. learned the league, and they've become wildly successful quarterbacks. You don't have to rush this guy. You don't have in to. fact, no. I think it can really work against a rookie quarterback to put him in too soon. Sure. So Andy Dalton's there for a reason. Let him at least quarterback the first month. You look at the Bears' schedule. They're at the Rams, home against the Bengals, at the Browns, home against the Lions. If the Bears are not at least 2-2 two and two at that point, they're probably going to go to Fields. I wouldn't be surprised if Dalton starts through week six, if he faces the Raiders here in Vegas, if he if he starts against the Packers at home. At that point, if the Bears are two and four, uh maybe you start to look at making a switch. The buy for the Bears comes in week ten. You know, you could say that could be a logical time. That's that's a tough early schedule. Oh my for god, the Bears. look at that stretch from they, after playing the Raiders in Vegas there, home against the Packers at Tampa, home against the Niners at Pittsburgh. <sighs> so maybe the bye in week ten is when you make the switch. Uh let's say you're four and five. How about mm-hmm. this? Let's say the Bears are four and five after week nine. They go to the bye, then you switch to Justin Fields. What do you think? And some people would say, Why wait that long? Well, then the, I say the, it's beneficial for his long-term development. You no, know, here's the thing: there is a chance, and I would actually put it at a pretty decent chance that Justin Fields looks absolutely superb <clears throat> during the preseason. Sure, and he, right? he, he could start. Games. He could start week one. Sure, and at, the, yeah. and at that point, I can't even imagine. You, you've lived. I mean, hell, you were there for a long time. Mm-hmm. The pressure. That would be a lot of pressure. Everybody oh, wants the rookie quarterback. The, to play. Of course, Everybody no question. The, the fans and the media would be like, "What are you doing? You know what you have in Andy Dalton. Look at this kid now in the preseason. You, you might, as well, start Mitch, this might guy. as well write the columns right uh, now yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know what it. they're going to say." There you go. I also another guy. Big Fangio. Anyway, Fangio yeah. is the second choice on the board at eight to one. Uh, you and I talked about this. He's a, a completely clueless game manager. A really good defensive coordinator. He's miscast as a head coach. Totally. If the Broncos get off to a poor start again, Vic Fangio, I think Fangio and Mike Zimmer are the two guys in real trouble. I don't believe John Gruden's in real trouble. I don't think so either. Because Mike Mayock would be the first fall guy if uh, things turn ugly with the Raiders. Gruden's got, don't forget, a 10-year, $100 million contract. Correct. He's not going to get fired this year. No, I think that he is comfortable at least for one more year, maybe even beyond that. Two other guys maybe a little bit down the list uh, Kingsbury is twelve to one. Mm-hmm. They have high expectations now this year in a really difficult division. Uh, I don't think he's doing a bad job. You think he is doing a no, bad I job? No, I don't think he's doing okay. a bad job. I think Cliff Kingsbury is actually doing a lot better than a lot of people expected. And, and another guy at that same number. I just Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is. Who just, knows what Zach Taylor is? Again, like I said this when after year one, I said if the Bengals cut bait with Zach Taylor today, name me one organization that would say keep our eye on him. Nobody. I think he's going to be a good head coach someday. Nobody would say that. Even after year two, because Burrow goes down with the injury last year, there isn't anybody that would have any desire to say, that guy's got to be our next head coach. I think that they can move on from him at some point. But it's Again, but at this I, point, is it even fair? Because he, has, he hasn't even had a fair chance. See, that's the thing. Point. True. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, as for coach of the year, and we talked about this a lot last year on the show during the pandemic. I mean, my God, uh, when we had no games on the board for a long time, and we ran this down since 1990. 11 first-year coaches have won the award. That includes Stefanski last year. And the average regular season win total for the winning coach is 7.18. So the, they love the stories of guys who come in in their first year. right? They're, they're taking over a bad spot. Not high expectations. Maybe a 5, 6, 7 win total. Maybe 8, 8.5, whatever on the board. And that team goes to 11, 12 wins. They challenge for the division. And they make a playoff run and... That that the voters love that kind of stuff. I mean, that's that's history right there. I mean, that's eleven times in thirty years where the first year coach has won the award, and you can find good numbers on some of these first year coaches. I don't know if I like the Dan Campbells of the world. You can have him in Detroit. I'm not going to bet on somebody like that. You know who could get a lot of hype for this is a guy like Joe Judge if the Giants have a. Good I would year. agree. Yeah. Yep. He's a twenty to one. You know what's interesting about these odds are up at DraftKings. First coach to be fired, uh, Matt Rule is like the. Eighth or ninth choice on the board. Eighth choice on the board at sixteen to one. Matt Rule's not getting fired. No, what the he's... hell is he doing at sixteen to one? There's no chance. And then on the odds of coach of the year, 
Rule is twenty five to one. Yeah. Which would you rather bet? I'd rather bet I'm twenty five to the year. Twenty five sure. to one. Sure, they started three and two last year. Yeah. No McCaffrey and uh, lost a lot of close games. In fact, I think you bet Matt Rule to be coach of the year last year. What about sixty to one? Sixty to one yeah. had him. Um, and actually, after five weeks, he became the shortest shot on the board. And then after that, lost the bet. Yeah. But uh, what do you think of Urban Meyer? He's twenty-eight to thirty to one in that range to win it. Well, I think there's it, a definite chance that could happen because if the Jaguars go from what they were to let's say a seven-win team, yeah, he's going to get some support for that. Yeah, and Salah with the Jets—that'll yeah. be that, that's kind of like Thibodeau this year with the Knicks, and he could still win that award. It's down to Thibodeau <clears throat> and, and Monty Williams. But yeah. when there's a good story in New York, I mean, that captures the attention of a lot of people who have. That's why I said Joe Judge. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Giants, Jets. Yeah, you know, if those one of those teams turn, turns it around, you're going to get a lot of media hype. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Salah with the Jets, Judge with the Giants. That's going to be really interesting to see how well these rookie quarterbacks play. Talking about Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. This this quarterback class is one we're going to look back on in 10 years. You know, I would this agree. This is historic. Five quarterbacks in the top 15. Yeah. Justin Fields to the Bears, Mac Jones to the Patriots. It's going to be, I think, fascinating to see how this whole thing plays out over the next let's say, five to seven years with these uh, quarterbacks. What do we have? We have basically two months until the Hall of Fame game. Yesterday was the 100-day mark to the start, right, mm-hmm. of uh, the NFL season. All right, so the countdown is on. Do you like anything tonight in the NBA? I think I'm probably going to fire on Knicks first quarter, maybe Knicks first half tonight. You know, the Knicks have gotten off to really poor starts. I know. I'm a, that's the one thing that scares me. During the series, and that does uh, concern me as well, because we thought in game two, you would you would think in game two the Knicks were going to come out like bats out of hell. Uh-huh. It didn't happen. Yep. <laughs> so. Actually, you know what? I, here's the thing. I might talk myself out of this. I think maybe a good way to approach this game tonight is in play as well. I think in play is a great way to approach most of these games, most of these playoff games. Uh, I'm. By the way, Joel Embiid is going to be out for the Sixers tonight. Yep. He is officially out, and the Sixers are six point favorites over the Wizards. I don't think I'm going to rush to the window, though, and say, give me the Wizards plus six tonight. Now they've had a day, right, to get used to the idea of no Embiid in the game. And they, look, give them credit. They were down 12 going to the fourth quarter with no Embiid in game four, and they almost won the game. Now the Wizards pulled away and they won by eight, but the Sixers were in that until like the final minute, and uh, they were right there with them. And now they, you know, Doc Rivers uh, as the coach here, preparing his team to get ready with no Embiid at this point. Other guys are going to have to step up. Um, so I'm not going to rush to the window to bet the Wizards plus six. I think, like you said, maybe in play here with this game tonight. I'm not going to rush to the window to bet any of these NBA games tonight. Yeah. I, th- I think it is going to be interesting to see how the Clippers respond now that they've had a lot of success yeah. and won two games on the road in the series. How will they react when they come home? And will the Mavericks uh, fire back? Is Luka Doncic uh, better off the, uh, the the neck issue? Major League Baseball betting today with uh, VEASAN contributor William Hill coming up next. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.